Hello, everybody. Welcome into the Sports Plus Podcast. I'm Corey Miller here with Frank Cusimano and Andy Muller. Let's get right into some Cardinals talk. They're heading into Cincinnati for a huge series. Somehow, only three and a half games out of a wild card spot. That doesn't even make sense to me. Andy, how does that how does that still sound given everything that's happened in the general just feel about this team? Um, well, all I hear is second wild card. And so, you know, it just, it doesn't thrill me. Um, and, you know, I think it's, I think it's kind of cool that they're somehow through all this, you know, you mean to tell me we still have a shot? Um, but, you know, I, they've got a really tough schedule coming up, a lot of games against the Reds. So that, I mean, that could swing, that could swing things right there. Um, but they also have to face the Dodgers. So um, bring it on. <laughs> they got they got through the easy part of the schedule and didn't make the hay they needed to. So now they're uh, facing an uphill battle, even though they're still within striking distance. Frank, it's time to talk about Alex Reyes at the end of games, so though. I'll start for the first part of the season. Really been roughed up lately. Uh, latest walked off against the Pirates after two walks. In August, he's got a 7.84 ERA, and he's blown three saves. Schultz said he might be making some changes, at least looking at maybe somebody on the back end. What do you think the Cardinals should do? Well, I don't know if he's going to be um, healthy enough to pitch tonight. But let's just say there's a save opportunity tomorrow night in the ninth inning. It's a 2-1 game at the Great American Ballpark. I'd give him a break. I'd try Cabrera. I'd try Gallegos. I'd try somebody else. I still love his future. I think he's going to pitch 150 innings next year and maybe win 13 games as a starter, but it's not a bad idea. Every once in a while, just take a step back. It's, it's nine earned runs and nine and two thirds innings. It's, it hasn't been a bad game. It's been a bad month for him. He needs to take a break. He's a great kid. He's got a great future, but he can, he can take a step back. See what the Cardinals do if they have a lead here in the ninth in Cincinnati without Jack Flaherty on the starting rotation side. This veteran staff is going to be put through quite a bit, especially those old, a lot of those older guys uh, that they acquired, half and Lester. Andy, uh, would you even entertain bringing Flaherty back with uh, possibly getting him injured for his future or be rolling with these old guys? Well, given is how they haven't really, the uh, management hasn't really put a whole lot of uh, effort into improving things for this year with their eye on the future. I think it would be, to be honest with you, it would be unconscionable for them to try to bring him out there, uh, certainly with something on the line, because, you know, he's going to go at it full tilt. And I would hate to see him do something that's going to have far farther reaching implications. I agree with you. It's going to be tough to get it in his head. Hey, just back off. And just this isn't the year, you know, you're more important than that. But I think that's going to be the right move, no matter no matter what, just because he's had a couple of things this year, you don't want to push the envelope too much. Uh, Frank, we haven't had a podcast since this happened, so we got to go back, talk about the Yachty News back for his 19th year in 2022. They got a contract done, and we're recording this episode on Adam Wainwright's 40th birthday. It really seems like next year would be a fitting final ride for those two guys. Yeah, I think that, you know, everybody was thinking the, the second the news came down, okay, when is it time for Adam Wainwright to – to re-up because, you know, as great as Yachty's been, I think you could make a strong case that Wainwright is a better pitcher at this stage of his career than Yachty is a catcher. But it's going to make for some incredible 
um, baseball next year at Bush Stadium when these two pass Mickey Lolich and Bill Freehand for most times uh, a battery together. It's 324, and these guys are going to be at 303 or 304 at the end of this year. It's going to happen. It's going to be unbelievable, too. It'll happen in September. Who knows? Maybe Albert Pujols will be in the dugout, too. It's going to be great theater in St. Louis. I just hope that's not the only thing we're caring about is this record, and we're actually worrying about a winning the Central Division. Don't, don't you think, guys, don't you, don't you think, guys, that if, you know, that, that with Molina coming back, obviously he still is burning to play, but don't you think that there's got to be at least some inkling that Wainwright's going to come back, that it's, that it's not one of those things what well, I'll see at the end of the year. There's, they've, they've probably got, had some conversations. If you come back, I'll come back, right? Don't you think? Especially with how he's playing. If, if Adam, and he is, he's made it known he wants to spend more time with his kids as they grow up. But he, when you're going this well, you can't go out like this, especially a guy as competitive as him. Uh, we're going to see him next year, I guarantee. And I'll start the Pujols speculation because if there's a DH in the National League, heck, even if there's not, the Dodgers have found a way to make it work. And Albert Pujols is not a Cardinal next year. Somebody really messed up. Because I, especially if the team is just oh set on, oh, we're not breaking the bank. We're going to do what we can do. Albert Pujols is not going to break the bank. He's going to get people to actually go to the game, which seems to be a bit of a challenge nowadays. And at least have that, those three go out on a nice note for 2022. So the Pujols has got to be in that dugout with them, I think. If they don't get that done, somebody messed up. I feel a whole lot better, though, if the rosters were expanded because with Albert – you could only play him in one possible spot, okay? He is going to be a DH against left-handed pitching. He's not going to play any first base, not going to hit against right-handed pitching. So that's a precious roster spot. You're going to have to be very careful. You wouldn't rather have Albert Pujols than uh, Ron Doan or, or any of these other random guys they've had up so far, Frank? Well, just because they've had a bad roster in 2021, it doesn't mean they should have a bad roster in 2022. <laughs> yes, that's true. We'll see how it shakes out if they decide they want to make any other moves. Let's move on. Talk some college football. It's begun in Champaign already, and it'll start on Saturday, this Saturday in Columbia. Let's talk Illinois football first. Good one for Brett Bielema on the line eye over Nebraska. Backup QB, no less. Uh, what did you like from that game, Frank? Uh, I know you were talking. You're pretty high on Brett Bielema so far, and he has a track record in the Big Ten. Good start for him. 44 games over 500 when he's last coached in the Big Ten. And he built a powerhouse at Wisconsin. Now, granted, it's easier to win in Wisconsin than it is at Illinois. But uh, I like his swagger. Uh, they have the young man from Trinity, Isaiah Williams, who's going to be an electric kind of Oz Akeem kind of multi-purpose wide receiver. Yeah, I think, you know, I don't know if they're going to win. They're not going to win the Big Ten, but maybe they can have a 500 season, which would be, you know, a big thing for the University of Illinois. Isaiah Williams was a lot of fun to watch when they get him the ball out, out in space, which is their plan. I'm glad they moved into a position where he's actually going to get some more playing time. Uh, the thing I like, I watched, I can't believe I watched as much of the game as I did because Nebraska made it unwatchable at certain points. But seeing how packed the, the stadium was and the, and the students out especially is something you hadn't seen in Illinois in a few years. So that was, a, that was really nice to see. Andy, what do you think a realistic expectation is for Illinois this year? 
this year, you know, I, I'd be happy if they, you know, if they were even at 500 some point this season, obviously they're over 500 now, but if they can get toward the, you know, into the heart of the big 10 season and just even, you know, can, can think about possibly finishing 500 this year, you know, Bielema has got the, you know, got the track record of bringing in, you know, the big, the big hogs on the offensive line, the 300 pounders and, you know, or, or, or whatever. So, you know, get them a little success this year, bring in the recruits, start building the lines, and then uh, and see where they go from here. Let's talk some Mizzou now. They got Central Michigan on Saturday. Drink has everybody fired up. This feels like a huge year for Mizzou. He's done the recruiting, but now he's got to win. Frank, the schedule is extremely winnable. It's not an SEC-only schedule like last year when he impressed and went 5-5. Five and five. What do you think a decent projection for Mizzou is this year? Uh, we went through it today. I have them for eight wins. Uh, I think the interesting ones will be at Kentucky, you know, week two, and then at Boston College week four. So, you know, you get one of those games, maybe you're looking at nine. But I don't think – I think that's going to be a little more difficult than people think because Kentucky's got that transferred quarterback. Boston College is looked upon as a, a team on the rise. So – uh, these first four games are going to be real interesting because let's face it, the Gary Pinkle regime, he took the Bill Snyder approach, played Little Sisters of the Poor State, UTech, and they'd go 4 0. This is a little bit more difficult of a schedule. Andy, are you quite as bullish on uh, Mizzou as Frank is there? I like hearing that eight wins. Uh, I do too. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna pull the reins back a little bit, and, and I think I would be I would take seven wins and, and run with it. Um, you know, I think it's it's really fascinating to to see that the energy that this head coach is bringing to this program, and you know, belief is a tremendous is a tremendous thing. If he can get these guys really believing, get them on a little bit of a roll, then you know, then eight wins may be underselling this program. This past Sunday on Sports Plus, Frank sat down in the KMOX booth with the voice of the Cardinals, Mike Shannon who has just a few games left in his legendary 50-year run calling Cardinals games. They talk about his life in baseball and how he wants to be remembered. Here's Frank's conversation with the Cardinals legend. You've seen it all in terms of great Cardinal teams. If I were to ask you what the best team ever you saw for the Cardinals, would it be your 1967 team? Well, they'd be pretty good. They were a good team, there's no doubt about that. But I've had players ask me, what's the difference between your team and, and our team? And I said, Gibson, <laughs> period, you know. But, you know, Frank, it's so much harder to win nowadays. You know, when we when we played, you just had to get to the World Series, and then you win four games, and Gibson had win three of those. We'd just have to figure out how to win one other. It's coming. Swing and a long one. There it is, baby. The Cardinals take the lead as Albert Pujols comes through in the pit, and the Redbirds lead this baby. Five to four. What'd I tell you, folks? Everybody talks about Stan, Ozzy, Gibson. What Cardinal do you think gets overlooked? Well, uh, I'll tell you one guy is Kenny Overkvell. You know, he played, he, he, Kenny Reeds. And those guys really played well at third base, you know. But when you have a Ken Boyer, you know, it, it overshadows the guy. Yeah. You think Boyer should probably be in the Hall of Fame, don't you? Well, I think so, yeah. Our friend Jay Randolph used to talk about all the fun you guys would have together. Give me like a night and a day with you and Jay doing games in the racetrack. What would you do? 
Well, we'd go to the, we'd first go to the ballpark, okay, and then afterwards we'd go out for dinner and have a drink or two, and then we'd get up the next day and try to repeat it. <laughs> the golf course in the morning and then a racetrack in the afternoon and a ballpark at night. It was not a bad gig. Did you ever get tired? No. I do now with this COVID stuff. So we know that you really enjoyed hanging out with Jay. I'm wondering, who's your all-time favorite teammate to hang out with? Who did you party with all the time? Maris. Why did Maris and you click? Well, I, I have no idea. We just clicked, you know. Because he, he, I, I kind of ran interference for him, you know. What do you mean? Well, I mean, they all wanted to see him instead of me. So it was easy for me. I just say, well, he's busy. And I've heard you talk about Maris, even though he didn't have like great stats here, he never made a mistake? No, he didn't. He never threw the wrong base in two years he was here, you know. And I, I learned more from him. He said, he told me during the 67 series, he said, uh, oh, don't worry about the, the right-hander. He said, the left-hander is the guy that give us a, a two times. He beat us three times in the World Series. Do you ever think when you watched a quarterback like Jim Hart play, that that could have been you, because everybody talks about your throwing arm and what a quarterback you were. Well, you know, I had the opportunity, and it just wasn't the right time and the right place, okay? And you have to be uh, in this business, okay, at the professional level, you have to be at the right place at the right time. And I had my opportunity, and I took baseball rather than football. Could you have been an NFL quarterback? Who knows? But you could throw it. Oh, yeah, I could throw it all right. Yeah. I guess you chose the right sport, though. It's kind of worked out for you. Well, it's, in the long run, it worked out. No doubt about that. Sometimes you can't see the forest for the trees. <laughs> Swing and a miss! The Cardinals are world champions for 2006! How about the fact, uh, all the love that's being shown to you? I'm looking at all these pictures, these cards. Every place you go, you're honored. What, what is this like? Well, it's like what happens to you after 50 years, <laughs> basically, you know. And, uh, you know, like people ask me, are you going to retire? I say, hell yeah, 50 years is long enough, man. If you can't, get it, if you can't screw it up in 50 years, you can't screw it up. <laughs> so after all these years coming to the park, either as a player or as a broadcaster, why do you like to still come here? Well, because you don't know what's going to happen. You know, I, I've seen four home runs in a game. I've seen a no-hitter. I've seen a perfect game. So uh, you just never know what's going to happen when you come out here. What do you think you're going to do without this job in your life? Plenty. <laughs> I'm going to play a lot of golf, and I'm going to do a lot of fishing. That's a good way to spend your life. I like that. Yeah. Um, how do you want to be remembered by Cardinal fans? Well, as a... You know, the biggest compliment I get is the, the visually impaired. When they come to the ballpark and they bring a radio, they say, well, the, the picture's painted for me. And that's the greatest compliment because they can't see what's going on. How about this, too? Do you ever say to yourself, I can't believe the career I just had? Yeah, sometimes I look at it. And I didn't realize it until about five years ago when people started recognizing it. What do you want somebody to say about you when you walk out of this booth for the final time? Well, they enjoyed himself, and I'm, not, I'm pretty sure they say that. <laughs> you never stopped enjoying yourself, did no, you? Oh, no, I, I had a good time. I made sure of that. <laughs>
That will do it for this week's episode of the Sports Plus Podcast. Be sure to download and subscribe as well as rate and review wherever you get your podcasts. Have a great week, everybody.